Five Things First Thing with JR Morning's Guy Gordon, Lloyd Jackson, and Jamie Edmonds. Good morning. Welcome to Thursday. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the forecast, but a high of 55 today. That's on the heels of a beautiful day yesterday with some actual vitamin D being showered upon us. Yes. It was pretty great. I saw our friend from Detroit News, Tony Paul, golfed yesterday. Did he really? He did. I, 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 I got to tell you. The golfers were going to be out. I left my clubs down in Florida, uh, so I'm going to uh, miss this opportunity. But, yeah, it's going to be back down to the 40s. Uh, interesting story on MLive, we may talk about it later, and that is, is when you look at this long-term warming trend we're in in February, the average temperature this time of year is 23.5 degrees. We're in the 40s and 50s. How often has this warming thing happened? Only twice in the last 125 Years. That's how rare this warm up. But did the bo- did the bottom fall out later on in those well, that's, years? You it, know, that was, that's what it, I want to know. Does the bottom fall out later? And isn't that a pure Michigan way of looking at it? <laughs> yeah. well, we're gonna pay for this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's going to be a reckoning. Yeah. I think it's gonna return to being cold, but it's just a little unnerving to have 56 in February. Yeah. I, I know, and it's it like okay. The bill is going to come due one way or another, one way or another, either with lower water levels for our boats, or we've got to ski. We've got to, you know, folks up north will tell you if if it, there's no snow on the ground in southern Michigan, folks don't think about driving up to ski up north. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a psychological thing. Uh, the governor laying out her budget yesterday. A lot of folks were saying, "Well, exactly how is she going to pay for all this stuff?" When we were up at the state of the state, there was a lot of Republican concern that this was a tax hike manifesto. Well, it turns out she's going to be doing something unique, though it also might be controversial, and that is she is going to redirect $670 million uh, that would normally go into the state teacher's retirement system for health care, and she's going to move it to K-12 through to pay for community college and to offer free preschool for all four-year-olds. Republicans are saying she's rating the pension fund, which isn't technically accurate she just won't be paying into it as much as she has in the past why because it's 99.2 percent funded Mm. so you know she's saying look we've done our job balancing the books getting them in good shape we think that this is a way other than raising taxes that we can have our preschool without having to raise taxes and the teachers are into it MEA has said um, that they are not going to oppose it. Um, I'm, I'm looking at the, the thing right now, but yes, one of the, uh, it was uh, Chandra Mataferi, who is uh, the president of the MEA, uh, kind of endorses it. She says, Governor Whitmer's proposed budget pays down MISPR's liabilities early, securing the retirements of countless educators and freeing up more funds to invest in students. So, they look at this as an investment in them in K through 12. I would ask the governor, and unfortunately we asked her. She's not here today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we already have seen pathetic return on our investment when it comes to the learning loss dollars that we threw at districts. Mm-hmm. So what are we going to do with this $600 million that's going to be different? Now, I understand the community college. She, she's got this notion that it's no longer K through 12. It's pre-K through 14, through 14 right? Mm-hmm. I don't think that's – and folks at the chamber, folks in the business community, they're endorsing that. I think the way she's paying for it is unique. My concern is I also remember when she said we had too much money in catastrophic claims, gave us a rebate, right. and a year later they said, we don't have enough money. Uh-huh. So there is a there is that. You know, are we going to be asked to pay for it on the other side because maybe we overestimated 
uh, how flush we were. Is this a one-time hit, though, that they're going to use that money? It it can't be. Right. You're making a con- – You're great question, Lloyd. You're making a contract that you're going to be providing uh, four-year-olds with an unlimited and, – and that's the other part here. It means that you're going to get, if you've got a four-year-old preschool, no matter what your income is, well, folks, if you can afford it, let them afford it. <laughs> yeah. You know, why are you, why are you bankrolling this for folks? And, and a lot of folks say, well, I can't afford it. So an interesting discussion. Eric Nesbitt, the senator uh, who is the minority leader in the Senate right now, has some thoughts on that. We're going to be talking with him at 835. Meantime, some Biden dignitaries coming to town. Yeah, uh, in a bid to address the ongoing crisis in Gaza, top aides of President Biden are set to convene with local Palestinian Americans during their visit to Michigan today, Dr. Yaman Sadeh. He's a respected neurosurgeon at the University of Michigan. He has secured an invitation to engage with administration officials. He says he intends to passionately advocate for the evacuation of his family members who are currently trapped in the war-torn region, Dr. Sadeh. Uh, emphasizing there must be a pathway for Palestinian-American families to exit Gaza. He says his father, stepmother, and three sisters have endured dire conditions for months, grappling with starvation, homelessness, and fear. Overall, we're grateful that uh, President Biden is is sending senior aides. You know, I think that's kind of the bare minimum, but it's still not enough. I mean, what's going on is one of, you know, the worst humanitarian disasters in history. It's the kind of thing you read about in history books. That sound courtesy of Local 4. Details regarding the following, uh, the forthcoming meeting, though, uh, remain pending. Additionally, the White House delegates are slated to engage with the local Arab American and Muslim leaders as well who harbored frustrations over the administration's approach to the Israel-Hamas conflict. I, his, um, and then kudos to, I, I can't remember who the reporter was that did it last night, but kudos to finding this this gentleman. You know, he's talking about a, a permanent ceasefire. Israeli folks say, well, that's a permanent surrender, that we will never, ever be out from under the Hamas threat. But he's saying you got to find something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He said his, his family members, and we're talking dad, stepmom, and I think some Three siblings. Sisters. Three sisters. He says um, they're teachers, they're doctors, um, they are, they are and, and they're also homeless and starving. Yes. It's so upsetting to see the the families, the people that had nothing to do with Hamas, Mm -hmm. suffer the way they suffer. And the people who are here who still have their families over there and, you know, don't really know what to do other than what Dr. Sade is going to try to do and talk to someone to try to get his uh, family out of there. And make no mistake, I mean, the Biden administration is between a rock and a hard place. He said something interesting. He said, you know, friends tell friends when they're doing something bad. You know, friends can tell friends you've gone too far yeah. in, in terms of what we should say to Israel. Biden's in a heck of a political pickle here um, because he's got the Arab American community. Uh, there is a Gallup poll out today showing the Democrat advantage among blacks and Hispanics it has never been smaller. They have hit new loads, uh, new lows rather. Democrats retain smaller advantage among young adults. But Hispanics and African Americans are abandoning him uh, in significant numbers. This is an attempt to try to shore things up. Yep. And Anthony Blinken just making all these trips over there, trying to move the needle in some way. And And he's still kind of hopeful that in spite of the fact that Netanyahu has slam dunked the the last offer. Yeah, but they're trying still. They said that there's some hope coming from Hamas. And the, the other thing that was just hurt your heart, was there is a new Israeli report out that says of the 150 or so hostages that they think remain out there, 
the one fifth are dead. Right. Yeah. In the thirty-ish range, and that's just heartbreaking. We don't know who they are. No. No. And so you're a family waiting for news. That's got to be tough. Uh, and interesting, we talked a lot about the the crumbly fallout yesterday in uh, with the four convictions. Um, uh, Tate Muir's dad, Buck Muir, spoke to our, our buddies on All Talk. He was so interesting, and he said, look, you know, I hope it leads to greater responsibility, but it's not going to bring my, my son back. Mm-hmm. And he said something about the politics of the moment that I thought was was really strong. And it was basically this. He said, you know, anytime we try to do something, the the hard right says we, you, we, we're not going to accept any gun laws. The hard left says we want to take the guns away from everybody. And goes, those of us in the middle that just want a friggin' solution to protect our kids are left without any discussion because the extremes are silencing it. He says, we're killing our kids because of our polarization. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the most thoughtful things from a man who has paid the highest right. price possible. Yeah. And I get heated when we talk about school shootings because it only happens here. So what can we do to stop it? And you can't ever talk about it no, right. because of what Buckmeer said. Right. And it, it comes down to the fact that the political class only wants to hear from their base and also is frightened of extremes in their base so much that they're going to ignore the large majority of constituents, maybe not members of their own party, maybe independents, but the constituents at the middle saying, for God, goodness sakes, do something. Uh, we're, you know, Tuesday, we're going to have uh, more on the safe storage law that's going to be taking place and also the red flag laws. Lots of people with concerns about whether due process rules will be followed there, and we're going to explore all of it um, in, uh, in, in future editions of this show. When we come back, as I said, uh, the, a lot of school districts have done a pathetic job recovering from learning loss in spite of being showered with millions of dollars from the federal government. One that has outperformed the rest... The city of Detroit will speak to their superintendent next on JR Morning.